Jeff Flake is an idiot. Mr. Reagan. So now we've got a one-week FBI investigation, and the Democrats could not be happier. Why? Because it gives them time to dredge up new false accusations. The Democrat strategy on Kavanaugh is to delay and derail. The Democrats are thrilled with this one-week delay on the vote because it gives them a chance to find more dirt so that they can delay even more until the midterms. They hope to then get power in the House and then use that power to delay the vote even further until 2020, at which time they hope to get Trump out of office and get their own Democratic president elected so that they can then appoint a leftist to the Supreme Court. This is their plan. Make no mistake. This is not a conspiracy theory. Many Democrats have admitted to this. And Lindsey Graham stated this clearly in his excoriation of the Democrats during the show trial earlier this week. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. But it might be even worse than that. The Democrats might be banking on the FBI to do their dirty work for them. The FBI is notoriously anti-Trump. Are all the bad actors out of the FBI, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, James Comey, etc.? You think that's all of them? Of course not. The Democrats may have friends in the FBI willing to cast just enough shade on Kavanaugh, falsely of course, to derail his nomination. Jeff Flake is an idiot. Look, he, he seems like a good guy. He seems like a great guy. But he's an idiot. CNN is elevating these women who accosted Jeff Flake in the elevator. They're, they're elevating them as heroes. Look at me when I'm talking to you. You're telling me that my assault doesn't matter. They're not heroes. They might be victims of sexual assault. They might not be. I don't know these women. They were clearly emotional, angry women. But that means nothing. Politics must be decided dispassionately. Screaming at somebody should have zero effect on their politics. Those women may be actresses. They may have never been assaulted. But even if they are being genuine, their experience has nothing to do with the Kavanaugh case. The experience of these women is totally irrelevant to what happened to Christine Ford. The veracity of her accusation isn't proved or disproved by the experience of other women. Yes, sexual assault happens. Rape happens. I've known women who have been raped. I find this kind of thing abhorrent, horrifying. I agree with Ben Shapiro on this point. Rapists, real rapists should be summarily killed. Kavanaugh is not a rapist. I get it. These women, victims of assault, feel like this is a great opportunity to strike back against their own attackers. Attackers who maybe got away with it. In their mind, this is a way of getting justice. They have convinced themselves that they are doing the right thing, and so they are deeply impassioned by this. But look, no woman's personal tragedy has any relevance to this case. The fact that women keep insisting that they are the survivor of a sexual assault, yes, horrific crime is a thing. This doesn't make Kavanaugh guilty of a horrific crime. Kavanaugh is innocent. I explained this in my previous Kavanaugh video. And look, it's, it's not just that these Christine Ford supporters don't believe Kavanaugh. They're not even considering the possibility of his innocence. Convincing oneself of a false reality 
is exactly what good acting is. It's exactly what good lying is. And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing. I heard from one news source that Jeff Flake believes that the Democrats are acting in good faith. He thinks that they genuinely want to thoroughly vet Kavanaugh because the decision of appointing a Supreme Court justice is so critical. It's a legitimate argument. It sounds right, but it's not right. It's not what the Democrats want. They want to delay and derail. So how does a room full of Democrats convince a Republican senator that they are genuine about a motive that is completely false? Acting. Very good acting. So I, I'm an actor in Hollywood. Allow me to teach you a little bit about acting here. For those of you with Hollywood aspirations, this might help you. For those of you with political aspirations, this will really help you. Especially if you're a Democrat. So a lot of people think acting is pretending to be a character. Wrong. Acting is essentially being yourself in the fictional circumstances of the reality of the story. So for instance, if you're playing a homeless guy, you don't want to pretend to be some guy that you've seen on the street. What you want to do is you want to imagine, if I were homeless, if I were homeless, how would I act? And then you act that way. This is how you truly embody a character. This brings to the character all the nuance of the real you, but you're also convincingly portraying yourself as homeless. You don't pretend to be somebody else, you just be yourself, but you, in your mind, you live in that reality. You convince yourself temporarily that this fake world that you're trying to sell is real. This is what the Democrats are doing. They're pretending that they genuinely believe that they want to get to the bottom of things. They're putting their true delay and derail motive out of their mind. They're living in the false reality that they actually want the details of the Ford accusation. This is how they sold this ridiculous FBI investigation to Jeff Flake, who was obviously a gullible idiot. This entire debacle is so obviously political. Before the Ford accusation, remember, Cory Booker kept calling Brett Kavanaugh racist. Why did that end? Oh yeah, because he's not a racist. These Democrats just cling to whatever condemnation they think will best stick. They don't want justice. They just want to fling enough mud at whomever the conservative nominee is that they derail the nomination. Just like the racism thing, this sexual predator crap is just a delay and derail tactic. Here's something that hasn't received much press coverage. There are two guys who have come forward admitting to be the boy that Ford described in her accusation. And you know what, I actually thought this might happen. When, when the initial accusation came out, I thought, okay, this seems like a bit of roughhousing that she misinterpreted. If this actually happened, then there is a guy, then there is some boy out there who did this. He might actually remember doing it, and he might be able to come to Congress or talk to the press and say, look, I'm the guy. I actually did this to her. She just misinterpreted what I was doing, and for some reason she ascribed it to Brett Kavanaugh. And here's the real issue about all of this. She was never raped. She was never touched sexually. She said essentially that the boy was roughhousing and she was scared. She interprets his fumbling around as trying to take off her clothes. But how long was he on top of her? How long was he, you know, fumbling around? And how many items of clothes did he get off of her? It sounds like zero. I mean, I don't know how long this all took, but it seems like if he was able to get zero garments of clothes off, he either wasn't actually trying to take her clothes off, or he's the worst rapist in the world. I read that she thought he was too drunk to succeed, but maybe she just interpreted drunken fumbling with an attempt to disrobe her. She has no idea what was in that boy's mind. She remembers it as a rape attempt. 
but a repressed memory dredged up in therapy about some roughhousing that happened 36 years ago cannot be accepted as a rape attempt without some kind of supplementary evidence. I don't think Ford is nefarious. I think she believes her own story, but it's very hard to tell with somebody like her if she's lying because she's soft-spoken and she seems shy. Shy, soft-spoken people almost always come off as genuine because they seem like people that are not courageous enough to lie. But sometimes they do lie. So we can't just believe her as if she's a pure angel with zero possibility of nefarious intent. But even if she believes it, I don't think she knows it was Kavanaugh. She may believe it was, but doesn't remember properly. This was all revealed in therapy in 2012. She had suppressed it or it had been repressed for 30 years. Secondly, and this is something that nobody has mentioned, I believe she's an only child. I looked through everything I could find about her and I saw nothing about siblings. Now, this may seem unimportant, but think about it. Siblings wrestle. Even animal siblings wrestle. This kind of rough and tumble play, as Jordan Peterson calls it, is crucial for the proper development of human beings. If Christine Ford never experienced this growing up, a bit of roughhousing might indeed be interpreted as something far more violent. Remember, she interpreted the boy's hand over her mouth as life-threatening. Life-threatening. Okay, clearly this girl was super sensitive. So to me, this alone casts suspicion on her interpretation of events. If she thinks somebody's hand over her mouth is going to inadvertently kill her, what other little things might she interpret as life and death? Being, I believe, an only child, she may have never experienced the innocuous wrestling type goofing off that kids often do. And so this event may have been traumatic to her, but that would be her misinterpretation, not the reality of the situation. My big hope is that they find the guy who actually did this and he says, I was joking around. Her interpretation of what happened is crazy. The most powerful part of this whole thing was the moment that Kavanaugh speaks about his daughter. I intend no ill will to Dr. Ford and her family. The other night, Ashley and my daughter Liza said their prayers. And little Liza, all 10 years old, said to Ashley, we should pray for the woman. It's a lot of wisdom from a 10-year-old. We mean, we mean no ill will. This was the most genuine and moving moment of this entire sham trial. But here's the really insane thing to me, the thing that pisses me off more than anything about this. Crazy leftists all over my Facebook, and keep in mind, I live in Hollywood, are cruelly ridiculing Kavanaugh for his passionate excoriation of the Democrats and for crying. Okay, it is shocking to me how cruel regular Democratic voters have been about this. You know, I too often underestimate the left's capacity for cruelty. You stab the man in the eye, and then you ridicule him for screaming. These are schoolyard bully tactics being employed by average citizens on social media. And a lot of these average citizens are women who have themselves been victims of sexual assault. They know what it's like to be a victim, and yet they're victimizing this poor guy. These women need to understand destroying an innocent man's life does not help the victims of sexual assault. But you know what? A lot of people don't even care that he's innocent. I hear a lot about Kavanaugh's privilege. Let me decrypt that for you. Because Kavanaugh is a straight white male, it does not matter if he's innocent. 
he should be condemned for the crimes of all rapists, despite not being a rapist himself because he's a privileged straight white male. These leftists will say that he shouldn't be given special privilege for being a straight white man. Presumption of innocence is not a special privilege. That's an American right. Our entire justice system is based on the presumption of innocence. Burden of proof is on the accuser, not the accused. Because of this, I believe him. I believe Judge Kavanaugh. Lindsey Graham said something very powerful when he was excoriating the Democrats. He said, he said, you guys just want power, and I hope you never get it. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. And to me, that was a really, really beautiful thing to say. Because he was basically saying, like, if somebody is willing to destroy a man in order to get power, they're not worthy of being in power. The truth is, we could actually keep the House and the Senate. It's possible. It's not likely, but it's possible. And I would like to call on not only my viewers, but the friends of my viewers and the friends of their friends to go out and vote and to make sure we keep the House and the Senate. My brother called me the other day and he had a challenge for me. I think my brother got this challenge from the Dan Bongino show. And I just thought it was a great idea. He said, Chris, I'm going to challenge you and I'm challenging nine of my other friends to do two things. He said, one, I want you to go out and vote. I want you to promise me you're going to go out and vote. I said, yeah, of course I'm going to vote. And then he said, and also, I want you to call 10 of your friends and make them promise to vote. And I said, okay, yeah, not a problem. I'll call 10 of my friends and make sure they vote. He says, not only that, but I want you, I want you to ask them to do the same thing, right? Let's keep this going. So he's asking 10 of his friends to vote, and he's asking them to ask 10 of their friends to vote, Right? So now I'm going to ask 10 of my friends to vote, and I'm going to have them call 10 of their friends and ask them to vote, right? We're holding ourselves accountable, right? We're checking in on each other. We're making sure, make this a priority. Things are going so well right now. You know, you want this to continue. It could all end. As soon as the Democrats get the House, as soon as they get the Senate, they're going to make things much more difficult for President Trump. You know, and it's possible this whole Kavanaugh thing could derail, and they could their strategy might succeed, I don't think that it will. I think that we're going to win. But we've got to be accountable ourselves. We're the voters, okay? This is such a good idea because your vote, yeah, your vote matters. But if you join in this kind of calling campaign and you contact 10 of your friends and they contact 10 of their friends and we all hold each other accountable, then you have a lot more power than just an individual vote. But you got to make sure you vote too. You got to vote and you've got to call your friends and make sure they vote and make sure they call their friends and they vote, right? Those are the, those are the big things, right? Vote, call your friends and make sure they call their friends, right? So I say, let's do this. I'm, I'm up for the challenge. I'm going to make a list. I'm going to call all my friends and I challenge all of you, every single person that watches this video, call 10 of your friends, make sure they're voting. This midterm election is going to be important. I want to see us hold the Senate. I want to see us... I think we're going to hold the Senate. I want us to hold the House too. What they've done to Judge Kavanaugh is reprehensible. And I think that we need to make Lindsey Graham's wish come true. We need to exclude the Democrats from power in Washington. Good night. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. Well, perhaps there is a simple answer. 
that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right. <laughs>